I'm Matt Spiegel, and I'm the host of the brand new podcast, Beat the Streak Daily. Every weekday this Major League season, I will update the state of Beat the Streak. The rules are simple. Each day, pick one or two players you think will get a hit. And if they do, your streak continues. Sounds doable, right? But so far, it's been impossible to win. And with millions of dollars on the line, no one has ever gotten to 56. Subscribe now to Beat the Streak Daily, wherever you get your podcasts, and play Beat the Streak for your chance to win $5.6 million. How's your mental health? I'm listening with Dr. Christine Moutier. The way the culture is changing around mental health is amazing. There's this open-mindedness now to understand that part of being human is mental health. It's this incredible, I would say, just like a burgeoning area where we can all learn how that works for us and for our loved ones so that we can just be so much smarter. We can take the stigma out of the whole conversation, let alone if we need treatment. More at imlistening.org. Talk saves lives. Bradford Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. McFarland. McFarlane! McFarlane Energy, thank you for sponsoring this because this is the only good thing we got going on right now around here is the being powered by McFarlane Energy. Thanks so much. We're going to be with you to 6 o'clock. I'm Rob Bradford with Brian Barrett. Oh, this is a disaster. I mean, this is like, you know, it's like it's humid in Houston, right? I mean, I'm stating the obvious, but this is an utter disaster. And if I hear one single soundbite, or read anything coming from that clubhouse that talks about it being a long season or better times are ahead. I don't want to hear any of that anymore. None. None, none, none. It was driving me crazy a week ago, and it particularly drives me crazy now because it's about the here and the now and what you have in front of you. And this isn't just, oh, you're going through a slump. By the way, Red Sox lose 3-2, to two, fifth straight loss. But it's not just about the here and the now, Brian. It's about what you have as a team. And when you hit May 8th, when you hit May 8th, in the tradition, the fine tradition of KJ's 27 games at a time, right? (laughs) Don't bring me back. Okay. All right. All right. Let's recap. The first 27 games stunk. But you know what? We're in the 28th game, and it still stinks. And what you have in front of you is is not going to change unless you change it. It's just this is what we know. And Heim Bloom, I appreciate him getting in front of the media yesterday, and we'll break that down. We'll have all the sound bites from it. I, I, and but I can't do it anymore. Like somebody has to just say, "Hey, listen, you know what?" In a very pointed fashion, whether it's a player, whether it's Bloom, whoever it is, and just say, "Listen, I almost swore. Stuff has to change. Stuff has to change." It just has to change enough of protecting guys on the 40-man roster, enough of just rolling out the same lineup, you know. And I do think that Alex Cora's hands are completely tied on this, absolutely tied. No question about it. When you have to find relief pitchers and you have to designate a closer and then Hansel Robles comes out and he's good, but then he's not good. Jake Deakman, he's good, and then he's not good. And And then you're left with, like, well, what do you have? You don't have anything. But forget it. We're not even talking about the bullpen. 617-779-7937. We're not even talking about the bullpen. 
Like, obviously, we can talk about the bullpen. We can talk about Waka being hurt. We can talk about Chris Sale. We can talk about all this, Brian. But the the thing which I don't know if I've ever, ever seen as someone who has followed the Red Sox my entire life, I don't remember seeing an offense that just has zero hope. There has zero hope when you talk about coming back. And you and I'm sure you're gonna rattle off all these stats and I'll let you all the live long day. Okay? We we have we have permission granted. Provi- <laughs> as the sidekick, Brian Barrett, you are the best in the business when it comes to supporting my rants. All right? And that's exactly what you're gonna do. But I'm gonna continue to rant. Okay. Because at three once again, Red Sox lose three to two. Well, here here the bat here's the batting average. And I get it, archaic batting averages, whatever. I'm still going to rely on them, batting average. Batting averages for the players who played for the Boston Red Sox today as we sit here, as we finished this game. Which, but, so let me start here. The guy that you sent up to win the game, with the guy running on second to pinch hit, that guy, Kevin Ploiecki, is hitting 133. Hitting 133. All right. Let me it's a ra- deep bench. Without, without naming the names, because these people have families, without naming the names, I'll give you the batting average. 176, 194, 308, 343, 294, 222, 217, 212, 139, 202, 133, 213. And like, and don't ever, don't ever get distracted by those that 343 from Bogarts. That 308 from Devers. And here's another thing which I want to get into, Brian, which is, okay, you know what? You might have to turn over this roster. It's getting really uncomfortable, but that conversation has to start, right? What are you going to do? Maybe Heim Bloom's already out there saying, hey, we got to prioritize scouting these other teams because we're going to have to trade these guys. Well, okay, that's fine. And everyone can get excited over the new guys. But here's the problem with that which is the guys who you probably will end up trading are the only guys who are playing well for you. The Hold on. Don't you dare talk, okay? I see you about to talk. Don't you dare talk. I'm going to roll. The only guys that you are producing for you are the guys who are you going to be introduced into the trade deadline. Devers, Bogarts, Avaldi, J.D. Martinez, by the way, the guy who's probably your closer now, Matt Strom, on a one-year deal. Okay, all of them. Michael Waka, one-year deal. All of them. All right, fine. You want to turn it over? You want to trade these guys? Super. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're getting back, but I do know this, is that those names that I just mentioned, those are the only guys that are playing well. The only guys that are playing well. Anyway, go ahead. Well, it's the same crap over and over again, right? It's the same movie we're watching every game where the Red Sox can't hit. And you look at just today, for example, how this game ended. Christian Vasquez up after J.D. Martinez leadoff double. Did you have any faith they were going to score after J.D. doubled? And look, on a day that it's not as windy, whatnot, maybe that's a home run. But I had no faith whatsoever that they were going to be able to drive in. No, well, what, what did they say? The, the runners in scoring position. Runners in scoring position right now. Right now, as we sit here. You're talking about a team hitting 205 with runners in scoring position, 50 for 244. But the thing, and I told you, this stat jumps out to me. 47 strikeouts and eight walks. 47 strikeouts and eight walks. Well, the strikeouts, in- it, quite frankly, it doesn't surprise me. I well, mean, the, the have- strikeouts, but you got to walk. I mean, mixing, mixing something, get on base. 
Yeah, and that's why that Christian Vasquez at bat, first of all, I didn't want him hitting. I'd rather have Franchi hit there. I get you want a pinch run for J.D. Martinez, but I'd much rather Franchi hit than Vasquez. Vasquez swings at the first pitch, pops it up weakly to second base. You don't even advance the runner. I mean, it's an absolutely atrocious at bat. And coming back to the strikeout thing, the two guys I look at right now that are the real problem, because I don't have expectations for Vasquez. I don't. I mean, the guy sucked for the past couple of years. I don't expect him to do anything offensively. The guys that have really let this team down, two of them, Trevor Story and Bobby Dahlbeck. Those are the guys that have been the real issue for the Red Sox lineup. And look, there's other guys that haven't been great, but those are the two main pieces. Those guys are striking out at an alarming rate. How do you strike out each of them twice to Dallas Keuchel? Keuchel had eight strikeouts coming into today's Stop. game. What? Stop right there. I mean, I'm going to tell everybody what Dallas Keuchel's numbers coming into this game were. Oh, yeah, they're atrocious. So Dallas Keuchel coming into this game. What did he finish? What was his, what was his line? Six scoreless. Six scoreless. Okay. All right. Dallas Keiko coming into this game. He had four starts. Oh, no. He gave up two. He gave up two. Remember at the end. Okay. Whatever. So Dallas Keiko coming into this start. Four starts. 8 4 0 ERA. 8 24 hits in 15 innings. That, I mean, what he is. He had a strikeout rate under 10%. He doesn't strike out anybody. And Trevor Story and Bobby Dahlbeck each struck out twice in this game. They're two of the biggest strikeout guys in the sport right now. Trevor Story, since the month of May started, he has stri- strike it out in 45%. He has strike it out, yes. Yes, 45% of the times he's at the plate, he strikes out in May. I mean, that is atrocious. Bobby Dahlback, I know you don't like this number, Rob, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Called strike plus whiff rate. You know what that oh, means? Oh, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. You know what hold that on, means? Hold on. Let me get out my called strike plus whiff rate uh, T-shirt. But right it's now. a very good metric. It tells you how often a guy. First is... First of all, when you talk, when you say it's a very good metric, you already lost me. Just say it's a good stat. It's a good stat. I don't right, know what's it's the a difference. very good metric. Well, it tells what's you how often a guy you? is whiffing at a pitch or looking at a called I gotcha. strike. Okay. Bobby Dahlbeck's the worst in baseball. He's over thirty five percent. He's worse than he was a season ago. This whole thing about Bobby Dahlbeck. Oh my God. He's he's not what was it? He's not striding with two strikes. Well, he he's he, he, worse. he gave that up after a week, which is bizarre. So and the story thing is a major problem. All right, so let's talk about Trevor Story. And I see everyone lined up, and you should be. By the way, you should be. Hey, Bruins won fine. You know, tied two two. That series will go on. You know as well as I do. That's people, a fact. It will go on. It's it will. Get, well, yeah. <laughs> no one has clinched the series. It, it didn't stop. But the, you know as well as I do. The straw that stirs a drink when it comes to the red. Uh, when it comes to Boston sports, is the vitriol that comes with something like this. I mean, people are legitimately mad, and so there's a. This is the place. This is the place to turn to to vent your anger, and that's un, that, that is non-debatable. You go up to six o'clock. Myself, Rob Bradford with Brian Barrett, Justin Turpin behind the glass. All of us. Turpin's wearing his baseballs and boring shirt. Yay. I mean, thank you for the reminder. Absolutely. Thank you for the reminder. We need it. We absolutely need it. Because this team, this team, I'll say it again. I've never felt like this. I don't remember ever feeling like this where, particularly where you have an offense that you just don't feel is going to do anything. You get down a run, you feel like it's 10 runs. And and to your point, you get that leadoff double from J.D. Martinez, and then first pitch swinging from Christian Vasquez doesn't get the runner over. Verdugo, terrible swing. And I don't know what to make of Verdugo either. I mean, he... And he Great start, I, he, and he's really he's, cool he shouldn't lo- He shouldn't be lumped in with the guys that you mentioned, but he story is story and Dahlback, you're saying? Yeah, story and Dahlback. But he is part of the equation here when it comes to underachieving. And then 
And then you pinch it. You pinch it, Jackie Bradley. They bring in the lefty. You pinch it for him with Ploiecki, as I said, a guy who is hitting 133, and he flies out. I mean, there's not a lot you can do. Like, why? And we were saying, well, ideally you would pinch it French and Cordero for Vasquez, right? You would agree with that? Yes. Okay. The problem that they'll look at it, well, the roster, well, who are you going to have pinch run for J.D. because he can't move? I guess a pitcher or anybody. But you were you were you were con- the freaking bat boy. I don't care. Well, the, with Vasquez, it was almost like the worst thing that could have happened to him was that get you get that bloop single when he drove in the run the last, previous at bat. So, I mean, and, and let's be honest. I mean, you're, we're talking about pinch hitting Franchi Cordero, nice guy. You know, I like to see him play once in a while. But that's what you're left with. You're left with all of this. Yeah. So. Well, and the other thing about Vasquez is I, I just don't understand, and I've thrown this question out there before. I don't know. Somebody's going to explain to me what he does well. He can throw guys out. That's it. That's the only thing he does well. He does not call a good game. The team's record is way better when Ploiecki catches compared to Vasquez. He doesn't hit. I don't get the point of him. At this particular point in time, why not just give Wong an extended opportunity? Because Vasquez he, is never going to hit. He can't hit either. I mean, like, fine. He's probably going to hit more than Vasquez. And at least, I, I mean, do we know that he's going to have completely unprofessional at-bats? Because that's what that Ooh, was. Look at you. That was unprofessional. Oh. You're swinging at the first pitch. It's a change-up. All you got to do is move the runner over you, and you pop you, it up weekly to second let me base. Ask you that's this. unprofessional. Because I like, I know no you, way around I, it. I know you love geeking it out with some good strategy talk. I'm not a stack guy. I, no, you're a metric guy. Yes, thank you. I know you love geeking <laughs> it out with some good strategy talk. Do you bunt him over? Because Vasquez is actually a, a, probably the best bunter on the team. Congratulations. If he's going to hit, yeah, I would bunt him. Bunt him over. You have Verdugo up. But, again, the problem is, from Cora's perspective, is you bunt him over, right? You just gave up an out. You like you literally need six outs an inning to score. That's how it feels. So you give up an out. Now you have two outs to go to get the guy in from third, and you have Verdugo up and then whoever else up after him. Oh, it's just like a Rough. really uncomfortable situation. They have one starter that has faced the Red Sox has given up four earned. Yes. Corey Kluber. What that's it. The whole season. The whole they've played twenty nine games. They played Yusei Kakuchi. They played Dylan Bundy. Uh, they played uh, Jordan Lyles. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Lyles. Rob, they one pitcher. I mean, this is embarrassing. How do you not have more than four earned runs? Against any starting pitcher this season. This goes down as the, Jordan, the Brian Barrett-Jordan-Lyles rant right now. I mean, that will be forever put they, in a time they, they capsule. They found a way to make Dallas Keuchel look like prime Tom Glavin today. All right. That guy sucks. All right, so if you want to the, the blame game power ranking, the Brian Barrett, the, the pale prodigy blame game power ranking, okay? We, if you, we want to do this, let's do it. Let's do it. You're sitting here five games. Five, you just lost five straight games. And, by the way, you're three back in the last column of the Orioles as we sit here. Three back in the Orioles. But here's something that's worse. Well, it's an elite team. Uh, well, absolutely. But here's something that's absolutely worse. Let me look this up. The, the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds, 4-23 and 23 Cincinnati Reds. You are four, ga- there's four games up on them in the last column. Four games up on the Cincinnati 4-23 and 23 Reds. So what do you do? Like, what well, do you do? Get a nice draft pick again, right? It, it, it. <laughs> the next Marcelo Mayer. So yeah, if you want to start the power rank, the blame game, yeah, wait, the wait blame a game pie. What's that? Was that? What yeah, it's yeah. We're gonna. Th- I want you to ruminate on that a little bit. 
617-779-7937. This is like stealing. Everyone's lined up. I mean, obviously. I mean, this and everyone's been waiting for the return of the Bradfoe Show on the air. Obviously, we've been podcasting all the live long day. You can subscribe. You can follow. You can download all the Bradfoe Show podcasts. Do that. I encourage you. But here, here's your treat for the day. You got us, Rob Bradford, Brian Barrett, all the way up until 6 o'clock. So we're going to do the power, the blame game power rankings, Okay. And also, I want to introduce the conversation about what what do you if you're the Red Sox, what do you do? And not like the what do you do? Oh my goodness, like you put this guy here, put that guy there. Maybe that's part of it, but more of like what do you do? How do you how should you view this team? Should you basically start waving the white flag? Which, by the way, 2020, 27 games in, you know what they did? They waved the white flag. Nick Pavetta trade. But the difference is that Honor Seabold two month season. Okay, I don't know if you know this. It's there's a lot of games to be played. It's early in season. Please, please, Brian, don't and Justin, don't give me that any of those sound bites. Don't give me any of those sound bites from the locker room because I've been he- around here long enough where I can look at a team and I can say it is either early in the season or it's not. And you know me, Brian, I'm an optimistic guy, right? Somewhat, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's just, debatable. Just say yes, I'm an optimistic guy. Sure, yes, but you, what I am witnessing, I cannot envision this all of a sudden going boom. Here you go. You go on your run, which is bizarre because the one thing that you normally say, like, oh my goodness, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. Is starting pitching, and they have enough starting pitching. They do. That's the one thing they do have. Even today in a game that you had to scratch it together because of the injury to Michael Walker. They only scored well, Tan- three runs. Yeah, I mean, Tanner Huck did suck. I mean, he has been really bad this season. That's another thing we can get into later. He's not the same pitcher anymore. He but doesn't suck. He's not good. Well, He's it, not it, a good pitcher if, right if, now. If, if you put Tanner Huck in the bullpen right now, he's like arguably the third best reliever. Did you see him against the Angels? <laughs> yeah, yes. He had bad numbers. Right. Absolutely. But you you can't just take that outing, that one outing. But look at his numbers on the year. They're all down across the board. Yes, you know why his numbers are down? Because of the appearance against the Angels. Yeah, but if you look at all his numbers, you his walk you, rate, you, his you strikeout think, rate, all you don't, that. You don't, think, you, you don't, you don't think that if you said to Tanner Houck, hey, are you go, you're going to be like a seventh or eighth inning guy, that wouldn't make the team better? It might. I don't know. Yes. He doesn't the have, answer he, is yes. He can't throw strikes. Whatever. He 617-779-7937. I see you all lined up. We'll get to Jeff in Watertown, of course, first. But first, we're going to take a, take a quick break. This is the Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford with Brian Barrett. For a night you will never forget, go to WEEI.com where you can enter for your chance to win Celtics playoff tickets to see Game 5 and a private tasting of Sincoro Tequila with Greg Hill and Wick Grossback. To enter, go to the WEEI contest page today. We are witnessing the worst war in Europe since World War II. Russia is committing atrocities, destroying cities, and killing thousands of civilians in Ukraine. Now, as Ukraine fights for freedom, democracy, and truth, so does the world. Listen to new episodes of Whirlwind, a creation and presentation of C-13 Originals, a Cadence 13 studio, available for free now on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Everything is better electrified. 
like the guitar, toothbrushes, or cars. And Hyundai has the widest range of electrified vehicles on the market, including the first-ever Tucson and Santa Fe plug-in hybrid EVs. You can use electric when you want it or gas when you need it. It's your journey. Evolve it beyond the pump in the 2022 Tucson or Santa Fe plug-in hybrid EVs. Visit your nearest Hyundai dealer or learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. We all remember that one professor, the one everyone on campus had to take no matter what subject they taught because how much fun their class was. What if we told you there was a streaming service that had all those professors? One Day University has every must-have professor from the best colleges all across the country. One Day University, the most fun talks from the most fun professors. Available live and on demand. No homework, just the most fun you'll have while learning. Get a special offer at onedayu.com slash odyssey. Now, we're right back to it. The Bradfoe Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Don't overreact to stuff and understand that uh, it's 162. I think in, in 19, we got to the point that we were right where we want to be uh, a month, a month, uh, two months into the season, right? And uh, it just didn't happen in August and September. But uh, we were very consistent uh, to, to stay the course and, and, and un- understand that it's 162. Keep preaching what we we believe, and the guys will will get out of it. You know, it's just a matter of when, right? And uh, we got to keep working hard to 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 do it as soon as possible. We'll be okay, and uh, you know, nothing has changed, right? I still believe we have a really good team. It's just a matter of that we have to work a little bit harder now for what we want. All right, all right, Justin. I appreciate everything you do. I like you personally. I love the fact you're wearing a baseballs and boring T-shirt. But let's not let's not pretend. No, don't even do that. It's not that, 162. Rob, what, you what, heard the manager. What, what are you doing? What are you, you are you poking the bear? We I, trust the manager. I, 162. Trust guys. the manager. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. He's, he's not on. He's not on my top five blame pie power rankings. Anyway, this is the Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Brian Barrett, and I'm going to get through those. Blame Pie Power Rankings. Brian Barrett said he hasn't locked and loaded his top yeah, five. Uh, speaking of Cora, by the way, this okay. guy is completely misused. This is one of the best managers in the sport, and he's managing this team. It's embarrassing. Yeah, well, what do you want him to do? Like, honestly. No, I'm not blaming him. I'm, I'm no, saying no. I legitimately well, I mean, one I, of the best listen, guys listen, doing listen, it. Listen, Brian. You like, can't even utilize Here him. you go. You're wasting a lot. You're wasting a lot of people. You're yeah. wasting a lot of things. Devers, you, Bogart, you legitimately JD, have. I go Waka. back. I go back to this. I go back. All the guys you named. All the guys you named at the trade deadline. If it keeps going this way, you're going to have to introduce them into trades. And sure, you'll get back guys. That's super. That's great. But you know what? You're also basically stripping all the guys that you are producing. It's not like you have these guys who are like one year contracts. Who and you? But oh no! But the guys that we have locked up, other than Garrett Whitlock, by the way, like, sure, fine, you got him. They're three and four in games he pitches, and he's one of the best pitchers right, in the sport. Right, so they wasted him. So, yeah. so you tell me, you know, who am I? Who am I? Isn't accurate is when it comes to guys that we're introducing to trades if they get to that point. You know, Bogarts, Devers, Avaldi, J.D. Martinez. Uh, yeah, like I said, even Matt Strom, uh, Michael Walker, all of them because. For they're on short-term deals, and every single one of them, you talk about power rankings. You talk about guys who actually you have helped this team. There's not a long list. That's an easy power ranking. I can't even get to ten of the of the twenty-eight man roster. 
Yeah, I mean, the starters have all been good for the most part outside of Pavetta, and he threw the ball well yesterday. Richard- Fine, okay, he's, a, he's another one. Keep him. You can no, keep but him. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you look at it, you're saying the guys that have actually performed well for this team. Who, who are the guys who, if say that you get to the trade deadline and you are going to say, hey, you know, listen, we're open for business like they were uh, in 2020 when they did traded Moreland and all these other guys. Well, right? yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. You tell me. Give me the list of guys who you're like, okay, those are the foundation guys that are staying behind. Well, yeah, the problem is all those guys. No, that, no, I didn't. They don't. I asked you a question. I'm answering your question. Okay. It's the guys that you would not really want to trade. I as understand Red Sox that. You those give, are me, the guys. give me names. Bogarts. He, no, no, no. Bogarts. Is, I said the guys that you aren't introducing into trade talk. Who are the guys that you say, well, they're signed up for long term deals, so you probably aren't going to trade them? Who are the guys who will be left behind? You say those are the foundation guys. Those are the There's guys one. who you're building it. Who Whitlock? Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's the only guy. All right. I guess. I mean, Tanner Houck, because he's still under club. I mean, you, make, you can make an argument for Pavetta. Houck's been awful though. So, but even know. Verdugo, Verdugo's like you don't know what he is. Like you still were sitting here after the Mookie trade, and yeah, you know he presents some good, but you you can't just say, well, oh yeah, he's wasn't. With the Verdugo, the conversation, yeah, we think he's going to be an all-star. Yeah. And he, he he's just not there. Yeah, well, and I think this is sort of the uncomfortable thing about this, Rob. If this team continues to play the way it has and this team continues to suck, the problem is you don't have, right now, based on contractual situations, you don't have legitimate building blocks at the major league level. We can go through the farm system. That's great. But at the major that's league level. That's what I just told you. Well, that's my point is, so this is going to get incredibly uncomfortable as we approach the trading deadline because Heim Bloom is in a position right now where the fan base is already pissed off at him based on everything that's gone on with Bogart's endeavors. And then those are the guys, the only guys that are going to have any legitimate value. Don't give me, don't give me Tristan Cassis either. Like, don't give me that. Like the fact Trade is, them? what do you mean? No, 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 no. But we're talking because you know the the counter to that would be, well, you got these guys coming up, Tristan Cassis at the top of the list. Okay, well, Tristan Cassis for all these people screaming and yelling about Tristan Cassis coming up, the guy is fine at Worcester. He can't hit lefties. He still has a ways to go. And. It's not like this guy is a savior. Like to me, if you're gonna make changes right now, and and they have to make the, they have to do something. The Jaron Duran thing made a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just makes a whole lot of sense. And, I'm and, with you on that. And you know, this is where you know you talk about like riding out guys like Kike or you know uh, prioritizing Jackie's hot streak at Fenway or whatever it is. But really, like it reached the point where you have to give. Like a guy like Jaron Duran, somehow, some way, and prioritize that and give him that shot, right? I'm completely with you on that. And I'll give you and another one. Too, like, I'll give you another one. Who? Our guy. Our guy. Fitzy. Fitzy. Right? Yeah. Give I mean, him a shot. Like, give him a shot. And he's like, oh, he's not on the 40-man roster. Well, take someone off the 40-man roster. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can figure out ways to get guys removed uh, from the 40-man. All right, we got to get to the calls. Jeff in Watertown, thanks for hanging on. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, so and Brian, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. But, but um, do you disagree I, with yeah, anything I, I, I've said up at this point? Not at all. No. And the, and the other thing, Brad, Fro, is I mean, first of all, what I would do is I'd have tomorrow I'd have them announce that they signed, you know, uh, Devers to a four hundred million dollar contract and and Bogarts to a you know whatever hundred million dollar extension or whatever, uh, just to tell us that there's something going forward. Because if you trade. The pieces, it's going to be years. Whatever they get back, and they might get some great players, like you said. But now we're talking about, you know, 
a couple of years probably before they're in contention again. And and so we're going to go through the rest of this season with miserable baseball and then watch the team start over again when we were you know in the playoffs last year. It just it just makes me insane. And and to me like the epitome of of, of the problem. I, you know I think that under normal circumstances they would have bunted Christian Vasquez. But you already went through six pitchers in the bullpen. Who, who's going to come in and pitch, you know, uh, after that? And, you know, do you have any confidence in, in you know, what's going to happen? You know, they're, they're all in six in extra innings. So, so that's no good. And then on top of that, you have the lackadaisical play of the runner scoring from first today. I, it's just, there's so much. And High and Bloom sounds like a politician when he's talking. You know what, Jeff? I mean, you're right. And I said this at the beginning. Is that, like, I get, you know, they're just words or whatever. But yeah. but I want somebody in Heim Bloom. Maybe it's not in his nature. I don't know, or maybe it's not in the nature of these players. But someone has to be point a little bit more pointed. The closest we actually came was Rich Hill the other day, which is like he finally deviated from. Well, it's a long season, whatever. Like and and Jeff, we share the same mind a whole lot because I was thinking about that. I was thinking about if the ownership wants to make a move, if the ownership wants to do something to get by, get fans back in the seats and back on their side, even with this record, you make your best offer, your best right. offer to Bogarts right now. It's your a best, big, it's a big play organization. Make a big play, right? And 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 I'm not even talking about Devers because Devers isn't. I don't think you could do that with Devers and sign him right now. Maybe. I'm, I don't know. But with sure. Bogarts, you know the guy wants to be here. You make right. him your best offer. And if you do that, that absolutely – because at this point, I'm not big into like, oh, well, you know, the, the narrative is hurting the team's mindset, whatever. But we have to introduce everything when it comes to this team, this team that we thought was going to be good at it coming out of spring training. And part of that was that you have a million guys with a ton of uncertainty when it comes to their future including some really, really key guys. So I'm not even talking about their performance, but I'm talking about the vibe around the team. You have to do something to give this this whole scene some certainty. Because, you know, part, part of the reason that a lot of these guys wanted to come to the Red Sox, you know, is the fact that they, they believe that it's a big market and that the team's going to do it. You know, and that, that gives you a jolt. You're like, okay, we're, we know going forward we're going to have Bogarts. We know going forward that we're going to, you know, Try to sign Devers. You know, I still think if you offer Devers, you know, eight years, three hundred fifty, or ten years, four hundred million, I think he'd sign. Um, you know, uh, and I think you have to do that. I mean, this is a big market team. This is, I mean, it's May, and I'm, I don't want to hear one hundred and sixty-two. No, I don't want to no, hear one hundred and sixty-two no, no. because this team is yes. Could, if it gets the weather gets hot and this team gets hot, could they win sixteen out of twenty? Sure, they could win sixteen out of twenty if everybody gets if they start hitting, and they'll still be back. I mean, it, it's 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 beyond that. It, it's. And you know another thing, Jeff, and Jeff, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you uh, in, in a few days. But another thing is, Brian, when it comes to Devers, like do I think he'll sign? Probably not. But you have to make your what you consider close to your best offer. You know why? You know why? Because you're sneaking up on the same thing that happened to Mookie Betts. And if yeah. you go to that trade deadline in what was it? It was 2019, right? You get to that trade deadline and you, you had this like in-between – uh, we don't know if we're good. We don't know if we're bad. And maybe we should trade Mookie. No, we want to hold on to Mookie. And then you don't trade him at that time, which obviously you get more value if you trade him at that time. But you have to figure out if Devers, if it's actually an opportunity or a, an avenue that you're going to sign this guy. And the only way you're going to do that is by extending what you feel is close to your best offer. 
yeah, at least do something. At least make it known that you offered him something because of the fact that if you just look at it right now, all the PR around this team as it pertains to the extensions or non-extensions, it's all been bad. The thing that got out in the New York Post a couple of weeks ago about the one-year extension for Bogarts, that was bad. You have to do something that's good for the organization. And while we're on the Bogarts thing as well, the thing that really is troubling about this is the reality is Trevor Story is already getting booed at Fenway Park. If Xander Bogarts opts out and leaves and he signs with a different organization, Trevor Story is always going to be compared to Xander Bogarts. And the guy that should want Xander Bogarts here more than anybody else is Story. Because Story is never going to be the offensive oh, player that Bogarts is. Yeah. This is going to be a mess. Yeah, listen. I mean, here's the thing. And we're going to get to Story in a little bit. But here's the thing. You can't tell me the Red Sox strategy when it came to tr- targeting Trevor Story was 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 a bunch of reasons, including leverage for Xander Bogarts. They can make that offer to Xander Bogarts not because of Marcelo Meyer, but because of Trevor Story. Say, well, if you're going to leave, we got the guy to fill in for shortstop. And the guy that we've seen play, now I don't think he's this bad, but the guy we've seen play, that's not Xander Bogarts. It, he's a good second baseman. Fine. But he's not uh, a Xander Bogart shortstop, and you can crap on Bogarts all the time, all the live long day about being bad defensively. He's good enough. He is good enough defensively yeah. to play there. We got to take a break. 617 779 7937 to see you all lined up. I promise we'll get to you right when we come back. This is the Bradford Show. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Brian Barrett. Be back after this. FindMassMoney.com would like to congratulate the class of 22. So how much do you give for a graduation present? It doesn't matter if you go into the graduation party or not. you got to come up with something. That's where FindMassMoney.com comes in with money you have owed to you that you may not even know about. Go to FindMassMoney.com to see if you have unclaimed money from long-forgotten bank accounts, payroll, refund checks, insurance proceeds, and more. Extra money to help you get through that expensive graduation party season. Go to FindMassMoney.com. Have we figured out how to explain deja vu? How do chameleons do that thing they do? Do you really need to wash your blue jeans? Yeah, you do, but how often? Hey, my name's Mike Simpson. I've got a podcast about curiosities. It's called I've Got Questions. We go through my list of random stuff and yours. Please participate. Send me your questions. I'll find someone to answer them. We've talked about our true crime obsession, how grocery stores are tricking us, super secret flight attendant stuff. I've Got Questions, new episodes Thursdays on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up, everyone? You find yourself trying to get your Craig Mac on and put some brand new flavor in your ear? Well, funny you should mention that because we have a brand new show that you should check out. It is called Pod Sauce. It is your podcast discovery show. Everyone's always looking for a podcast recommendation. We got lots of them for you from true crime to pop culture. And you can join us each week as we dish on all of our favorite podcasts out there. So make sure you download the Odyssey app and search Pod Sauce or head on over to podsauce.com. We got you covered, guys.